0: He squatted down beside her. He spoke gently and patted the velvety head. She whined softly and tried to stretch, almost as though wanting to show him where it hurt. He felt her legs gently. There didn't seem to be any broken bones, but she had a nasty gash on one front leg and another on her flank. The blood had dried and the wounds looked stiff and sore. A silver disc told him her name was Nell. How long have you been here, Nell, without food or water? She pricked her ears at the sound of her name, but she was obviously weak. The problem was how to get her back up. Could he even get out of the quarry himself? Down at Darlanachy Castle, Polly Pringle paced the floor of Garden Cottage, trying to push away her anxiety. George, are you sure you didn't see Andrew after school? Did he say he would be late, Willie? she demanded for the umpteenth time. No, Ma, the boys chorused wearily, then turned to grin at each other. There was eleven months between them, and what one did, the other did too. They were often in trouble, late for school, late home, boots not cleaned, trousers torn. It made a change for Andrew, their elder brother, to be earning their mother's wrath for once. Secretly they were very proud of him. He was the brightest pupil in the school, and he was kind and reliable. It never occurred to them that Andrew could be in serious trouble, even danger. Here's father home, Willie called. Maybe Andrew's been helping him at the gardens. Is it that time already? Polly ran outside to meet her husband, but Joe had not seen their elder son either. Polly was distraught. George, Willie, keep an eye on wee Josh, she commanded sternly. I'm going up to the castle to see if Victoria's in the kitchens. She usually helps her granny after school. Andrew always sees the wee lassie home safely. Maybe she knows where he's gone. Oh, ma, Victoria Loughlin's not a wee lassie now. She'll be ten in November. Well, she's always adored Andrew, and he's taken care of her since the day she started school. They're always chatting. If anyone knows, it'll be Victoria. It'll be dark soon. Not for another couple of hours yet, lass, Joe comforted but Polly could see the anxiety in his eyes and the frown lines on his brow. He was worried too. Your meal's on the table, Joe. Eat it up, you must be tired, Polly said softly. I'll not be long. She reached up and touched his cheek. Joe and her four boys were Polly's whole world. It was true she had craved for a wee girl when Josh was born so much later than the other three, but they were all healthy and strong and she was thankful for that. Jane McCready had been the cook at Darlanachy Castle for as long as Polly could remember. She had just finished serving dinner to Sir William Cranby and his son Luke when Polly entered the kitchens. Victoria was standing on a stool scouring the copper pans in the big sink. They looked at Polly in surprise. "'What's wrong, Polly? Sit you down here and get your breath back,' Jane McCready said. With such motherly warmth, Polly wanted to cry.' Victoria got down from her stool and came to stand close beside her, brown eyes wide, sensing the older woman was in trouble. She loved Mrs Pringle and her husband Joe. Jane McCready, her great-grandmother, was the only living relative she had, but the Pringles had always welcomed her into their home. She didn't like to see Andrew's mamma so pale and upset. "'It's Andrew,' Polly whispered. "'He's never been home.' "'Did he walk home for the school with you, Victoria? "'Did he say where he was going, that he would be late, can... "'Calm down, Polly. I'll make you a cup of tea,' Jane McCready interrupted. "'Now, lassie, did you come home from school with Andrew as usual? "'Tell Polly if he said anything while I make some tea.' "'We always walk home together,' Victoria said. "'But this afternoon Andrew said he was going somewhere. "'He said it was a secret.' "'She pouted, and Jane McCready knew she had not been pleased with Andrew. "'He always takes me with him when he's looking for birds' nests, "'or for fish in the burn. "'But he said I was too little to go this afternoon. "'He said it was a long way and it might be rough. "'He wouldn't tell me where, not even when I said please. six times!' "'He shook his head, and he left me when we got to the wood. "'Which direction did he take?' Jane McCready asked. "'Through the wood.' But I don't know after that. But when we were eating our pieces at midday, I heard Angus Bell whispering about some fox cubs he'd seen.